Well, nine weeks since Anthony Joshua successfully defended his world heavyweight titles just across the road, we are back for the first fight night of the UK in 2021. Darren Barker joins me as always. Uh, Josh Warrington back, first time in 15 months uh, since he's boxed. First time on a matchroom mm. show since 2016. Um, good to have him back, but not necessarily under the circumstances he would have wanted at this stage. No, but look, I think the most important thing for Josh, he wants to get active again. He wants to get busy. But he's got a tough fight. I think some people might look at this and, and, and see the record. There's two defeats on the, the record of Lara. But trust me, he can fight. He's tough. He's game. He's got the opportunity to change his life from Mexico City. And, you know, we know how poor they are there. He's got the opportunity, like I say, to change his life. And he's got that typical Mexican style. You know, he brings it. He holds the centre of the ring. He lets his hands go. So it's a good fight for Josh to so get back in there. Show us what he's made of. And look, a lot of people have spoke about they're not being that Leeds faithful, that, that crowd mm. that he loves fighting in front of. Personally, I think we may see a more disciplined performance from Josh just because, you know, it's very hard not to try and please your supporters when they make so much noise like Josh's do. So I think he'll box to a game plan and get the job done. OK, well, that is, of course, the headliner. Uh, tonight's six-fight card is live on Sky Sports Facebook at 6pm uh, and then on Sky Sports at 7pm and around the world on The Zone. Let's have a look at the running order then ahead of tonight's action. A familiar face in fight count, Johnny Phillips gets another crack this time against Ricky Hatton's charge. 2-0, Ibn Ademan are open alive on Facebook. Then Hopi Price, who beat Phillips last in August, steps up against Daniel Mendoza. Dalton Smith, uh, back in action, meets late replacement 11-3, Ishmael Ellis. Then the vacant British featherweight title is up for grabs when Lee Wood and Reese Mole collide. Uh, Zelfa Barrett and former world champion Kiko Martinez do battle in our chief support. And then with the prospect of a huge spring clash brewing, Josh Warrington knows he can't slip up in our main event against Mauricio Lara in a 12-round featherweight clash. Well, joining us is Ben Davison. Great to see you, Ben. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks. He's got a slightly better haircut than me now. <laughs> yeah. He's been growing his out. We've, actually, better, we've actually got them both on the show today. Um, it was green with envy. Yeah. Um, so it's been eight, nine weeks since uh, Anthony Joshua did the business. Yeah. End of a good year for, for Matchroom, given all circumstances considered. Um, did you manage to get a little break over Christmas? Yeah, I did. I got away. Uh, had to come back eventually. Wanted to get back into the bubble. I've missed it. I've missed like the... You missed me, ain't you? Not, you always not, miss me. Not particularly. Uh, not, not particularly. Um, but there's other people I've missed more in the bubble, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to bring something up there. I've been winding. Just quickly, Frank sold me a car that's just blown up. So, cheers, Frank. Yeah, but I did sell it to you two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's desperate times, though. You're going to make yeah. money in any way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, talk to us about the, the global expansion of, of the zone, moving into a number of new territories. Mm. Any others that we haven't heard about that you're working on? This yeah, year? look, it's exciting. this is a real exciting year for us. You know, we've got... I think it's 12 shows in eight weeks in seven different countries. Spain, Italy, where we've been before. You've got New Zealand with Joseph Parker at the end of this month. We've got our US shows. We're going to Uzbekistan. You know, it's, it's endless. And that's, that's the plan now. You know, I think boxing's in a great place. And now the time to take it to another level. And 2021 is going to be the year for us. I think Uzbekistan, I think that's genius. When you think you're trying to break that. No, when you're trying to break that region of the world because of the talent. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's some of the best fighters yeah. that you're ever going to yeah, see. they're always a team on the amateur list at yeah. Olympic level and world level you look at and go, that's going to be And they're always fight. having to come to either Great Britain or mm. America mm. To, to try and make their name. But if you're actually established in your own country, got the crowd, etc., when all's good, genius, mate. Yeah, no, it's exciting. You know, you've got the, ta like the talent you mentioned there. You've got Akmadeliev, mm. going to mm. defend his world titles. You've got Madrimov, you've got Gyasov as well. So looking forward to that mm. one. We'll get news out on that soon. But yeah, exciting year ahead. The plan is world domination. 
And of course, top of that tree and top of that mountain is Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. Um, not, not to bore you to death with the same old questions, but have you had any um, further sort of progress in those negotiations this week? Anything you can update us on? Uh, everyone's working towards it. We all want it to happen. Every side wants it to happen. A um, few details still to work, work through. But, you know, hopefully we can get that made and I'm quite confident it will, it will happen. But I'm staying stum because the guy I work for talks a lot and <laughs> I'm the one who sits in the background and doesn't say as much. So, so once that's signed, it's agreed, then is it a case of where it will be, uh, when, etc.? Et it's just a case of getting them both to agree the terms and then... Yeah, I think we got... There's, there's a couple of stages to it. And again, can't go into too much detail, but... We'll get try it signed. Try it, mate. You're going to keep pushing, <laughs> just like the whole way through. Uh, you speak to, speak to Frank Smith about it when he comes on in a bit. Um, no, we, yeah, we get that first bit done, and then we'll move on to the details of location, broadcast, etc. There's a lot of work to be done. You know, for an event of this scale, a lot of things have to come together. A lot of different partners involved. So, but. I'm quite confident we'll get nice. that. Nice. Good stuff. Um, here tonight, of course, with Josh Warrington as a headliner. Eddie's made it clear publicly that if he comes through this, he's looking to get him out of the back end of April. So if he does come through this, how soon could we expect an announcement on, on his next fight, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, we want to keep him moving. It's been, he's had a long period out. I think we signed him back in February yeah. 2020. Yeah, um, when the going was good. Yeah, so, and it, and it all changed. You know, I think at the start, a lot of these fighters thought, I'll wait until crowds come back. Because who would have thought we'd be in mm. March, uh, sorry, February 2021 and we still wouldn't have crowds in. Yeah. You know, we thought after Joshua, a thousand people in there, we're back on the right track. But yeah, the, the aim is to keep him busy. It's the, it's the peak of his career now. And, you know, he's the number one in his division and uh, got to carry on. He's got some big fights ahead of him. So, you know, get the win tonight. Tough test against Lara. Yeah, okay. Lara looks in great shape, as Darren mentioned. Um, but, you know, get through tonight and then move on to some big fights. Yeah, and speaking of big fights, Josh Kelly and David Avanesian finally, fingers crossed, will do battle next weekend. I mean, it just seems like forever and a day we've been waiting for it. it. I'm not trying to jinx touch wood. That is wood. That is not wood, it. is it? Uh, it, it is, I think. Some sort of ply composite. <laughs> yeah, that do. Um, uh, I mean, when that initially fell through, when you have those kind of contracts that fall through on multiple occasions, do you have to start from scratch renegotiating a new contract? Do you try and bring some of the terms into the new one? And is that the old one completely void once that falls through? Uh, th yeah, there's been a lot of work, you know, both guys wanted to fight, but I think it got to the point where it was like Avanesian was frustrated, you know, Josh Kelly had a, that, that long, has had that long period out, um, but yeah, we worked together, Neil Marsh was, uh, it was fun to get that over the line with him, but it's a fight they wanted and it's the fight Adam Booth wanted as well, so yeah, we, we got all the details here and we're, you know, we're a week away, so can't wait for it to happen because it's, uh, it's an exciting one. Yeah, keep everything crossed. Well, listen, Frank, thanks for your time. Um, thanks, Frank. Enjoy the action tonight, and we'll probably see you uh, next week. Good to see you. Cheers. Um, well, whilst we uh, let Frank go, uh, next coming up is one of the big success stories of British boxing in 2020. It is Maxi Hughes who joins us after this. What a main event. After 10 rounds of action, we go to our judges' scorecards. We have a unanimous decision. John Latham and Mark Lyson both score the contest 96 points to 95 points. Ian John Lewis sees the contest 97 points to 93 points. All three judges scoring the bout in favour of your winner from Rossington, Yorkshire, Maxi. There you go. By one point. Yeah, awesome to, to sort of relive that. Uh, in that moment when you're waiting, I, I sort of feel like a lot of people felt you'd, you'd won the fight. Jono had a look of, even though he had his arm raised, he had that look of uncertainty. What, was you, yeah. what were you thinking in those moments? Uh, 
I thought, as soon as Bell went, I thought, I've done enough here. I feel like I've beat him. I've beat him in exchanges. But then it feels like it takes forever, you know? Yeah, like when, it does. And I thought, the, the messing scorecards up here, they're going to take this away from me again. But then, as soon as I said my name, I was... You just can't be certain anymore. No, you, you just yeah, don't you know, know what's going on. Too and, uh, but that, that, like when you're an amateur, that used to be enough for me. Knowing, because like you said there, as soon as the last yeah. bell goes, the final bell goes, you, yeah. you know if you won or lost, Absolutely, didn't you? You yeah. can be honest. And that used to be enough. But in this game, where it's a career and it's a business, you, you need that win. Mm. You really yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you're here with uh, Reese Mould, I guess, helping Sean O'Hagan because he's got the big man uh, for the main event. Is coaching something you think about getting into in, in sort of uh, I do, years yeah. to come? I, I enjoy it, especially like I'm, I'm with him every day in gym. I'm helping him inspiring. And I, li I like like this bubble's been good. Mm. I've actually got a message from John Pegg. He <laughs> says, how are you feeling after them defeats at chess? <laughs> oh, don't. He's ready when don't. you are. Was this your chess game? He's <laughs> done me twice. He's very good, John Pegg. He, yeah. he really is better than me. Yeah. But yeah, the, these... The bubbles, it's a strange experience, obviously, with no crowd, etc. but the bubble's good and it's nice to see the fight from outside the yeah. ring and listen to the coaches from, from their view. And I think, but I, I was having a chat with Grant Smith, um, I think once I do retire, you know, as a trainer, you've got to be just probably more dedicated than a boxer. Mm. You've got to be open at gym, but you've got to look after it, gym, you've got to clean gym and then look after your fighters. So. I think my wife might have a few words to say. <laughs> say once you're done, you're done. Don't don't be don't be messing around yeah. in it no yeah. more. But. I mean, you also got a window into that with Dave Allen last year, and and I know how difficult it was. Or was it year before even? Yeah, with Dave. yeah it was difficult. And you, and you yeah. sort of you got a window into the world of just just the, some of the challenges. That don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm glad I tried it. It's 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 not for me. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, like yeah. Uh, what I found difficult um, was you, you're so disciplined as a fighter. Yeah, and then to to give up that discipline and then to bring it kind of back. It's almost like making a return. You've got to be just as disciplined yeah. as you yeah, are when you're, you're fighting in, yourself. You're in gym every day, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, of course so, you are. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard to turn me back on boxing though because I've done it like yourself since yeah. since we were a kid. Mm. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. Like, but I'll yeah. have a word for you, mate. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you told me I was coming in here. I got my three-piece suit out ready. <laughs> told my wife, I said, I'm going to be the next Sky Sports commentator, mate. <laughs> well, well, listen, Ben Davison's changed his slippers to trainers because he knew his feet were going to be on air. So um, everyone's making the effort, apart from us, apparently. Um, yeah. so, so what's next for, for you then? Because obviously two big wins last year. Yeah, um, um, where'd, you, where'd you go from here? Well, I've uh, managed to get that WBC international. I know it don't mean a massive amount, but it gives, it's given me a top 15 ranking. Mm, um, so, yeah, now I just want anyone who's in front of me, you know, Devon Haney first, if we can get that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and to fight anyone in, who's in front of me in them rankings, I just want to chase chase big fights. I've got to set a new goal now. I'm 30 years old now. I'm feeling best I've ever felt. Um, mentally and physically so if I can pay my mortgage off before I retire so once I retire I can say this is what I've got yeah and make my life easier after boxing then yeah. uh, that's that's so whoever's going to pay me most money then, yeah. then great but yeah uh, and anyone who's above me that you know as you know you look above you don't you, you want to challenge yourself and mm. fight anyone who's above so just yeah. see what MTK can do a little word for your your old foe Martin J Ward they, I yeah. mean, they were three brilliant fights, yeah, weren't they? Yeah. What was it four four years ago? The last one, I think. I think it was the Colin uh, Linares undercard. Yeah, two, 2017, Yeah, 2017. so four, four years this year. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm I'm 
like yourself, I guess, you, you, you're in contact with Martin. It'd be great to see him get a crack. I know Jojo yeah. Diaz didn't make the weight, so... So if Rackhamer wins tonight, that belt's uh, his, yeah. but if uh, Jojo wins his weight... Nice, yeah, it'd be nice to see Martin get a crack, because he's, he's done very well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see him uh, to get a shot at world title and win it. Mm. How do you feel you've improved since, since that time? Last fight was good. Uh, I think I've constantly improved. Like uh, I think it was two, two and a bit years ago. I, I've always known and trained with Sean, like been in gym sparring and helping out, but made the move full-time to him, I think, two and a bit years ago. And just constantly improving and enjoy, en really enjoying it. I went through, when I lost to Sam Bowen, the training camps, I didn't enjoy it. I was grinding it out, and then I did have like a six-month hiatus. And I think that's just what I needed. I'm back now, and I, I'm enjoying it. Mm. And uh, I've got no plans to retire anytime soon. So good for you. Mm. Yeah, one man he has had a, a big hiatus. He's, he's the main man tonight, Josh Warrington, yeah. obviously a, a friend of yours. How has he coped with the difficulties of having to give up his belt in the last two or three weeks, and obviously not against the opponent that he initially wanted no crowd to? How, how does he seem to you mentally going into this fight? Uh, he's just as focused as he ever as, as if he'd still got the belt. Is he's, uh, he's very professional, one of the most professional lads I've seen in and out of the gym. Um, so he's uh, obviously going to be disappointed having to let that go, but. Once he got over that, it was straight back in gym and you wouldn't know any different. So he's just focused and he's looking at the bigger picture. So he knows what he's got in front of him and he knows what he needs to do. So good stuff. Yeah. I've, I've got yeah. to get up there one day and watch him train because I, I just don't know how he throws so many shots. Well, we went, we went, it's we incredible. Went, yeah, we filmed him on a well, run. I mean, what an engine. Yeah. yeah, we filmed him on a run actually not, not that long ago. I mean, just keeping up with him in the car, weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah. He did, he did. That's what helped me with uh, the Carroll fight. We were. He said, come up to my house. I used to drive up to his and I'd do his run with him. And oh, there's mate. one one hill called Butt Hill. Yeah. First time we did it, he says, right, it's, it's coming. It's coming, get ready. Mm. <laughs> and he took off on me. Yeah, he's like a, but, he's but like a rabbit. I think, mate, you know, we did, we did quite a few runs and that definitely helped me out with my my fitness, keeping up with Josh. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Well, listen, Maxi, great, great to speak to you. Wish you all the best for yeah. whatever lays ahead this year. And of course, good luck with, uh, with you, Bruce yeah. Mould tonight. Thanks Cheers. For well, from uh, Team yes. Mould to Team Wood, uh, Ben Davison joins us next. Uh, ben, of course, here working on the, the pads with his charge. They've been working together about eight or 10 weeks. I think we've got a clip, actually. Here it is. Lee Wood uh, put up a good showing in that golden contract tournament. Solid mm -hmm. wins as well. Um, and then came unstuck against uh, Jazza Dickens in what was a really terrific 10-round contest and showed a huge amount of heart and grit and focus in that fight. But um, Ben, since you've been working with Lee, I guess not a huge amount of time to make any fundamental changes, but what is it that first struck you about this, this young man? I've said it, you know, I've said it quite a bit now and I'll, I was literally taken back by how hard he can punch. Um, it's one thing being out and obviously that's something I've tried to implement into his game is for him to, to show that more but it's one thing saying it and being able to do it when no one's in front of you but when someone's in front of you it's uh, it's different so it's about setting traps there's a completely different situation of moving backwards setting a trap and being pushed back mm. before he was being pushed back sometimes unnecessarily because of the way he would move around the ring and mm. naturally just quite happy and content on the back foot. Yeah, but you know, you, you give fighters unnecessary momentum. Exactly. Yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah, did that, that against like, Jazza Dickens. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and at world level, you know, like when you've got someone smart in front of you, you have to work so hard mm. to get a few inches. Yeah. So you don't want to be giving it away cheaply, and uh, that's something that, that I want to see from Lee tonight. Yeah, yeah. but some, some promise you feel from the work you've done with him so far? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just he needs to, needs to implement it tonight now. Yeah, of course. Um, something you saw in that fight with Jazza was a significant factor, which is why you decided to take him on. Mm. What was that? Is there anything we've covered or is it something else? Um, in the ninth round, he got hurt, like really hurt. Oh, unbelievable toughness. Yeah, really hurt. And, you know, the fight, it, the fight could have ended there. No one would have argued. But he went back and he beat his chest. Um, and the character that he showed there just stood out to me. And, like, my goal as a coach isn't I want to win X amount of titles mm. as, a, as a coach or anything like that. Like, my passion is to help people be the best that they can be and fulfill their potential. And I thought, well, Lee, you know, he's got this opportunity coming up, potentially his last opportunity. And, you know, it's, I'd like to help someone that has character like that try to fulfil their potential. So it was, you know, something that I wanted to help him do. I think he can take a lot of confidence from that. I know it was a defeat, but still, you don't know if you've got that heart courage mm. until you're put in that mm. situation. And I think for him, he could, you know, it's a box ticked. Do you know what I mean? Like, he come through a traumatic time in a fight late on when yeah. you're tired and, and he showed he's got that mentality, that warrior instinct. Especially when to hurt Jazza in the in last, the last right round. In the last yeah. throws. And especially when the question marks were over his conditioning and maybe punch resistance because he's a big guy at the weight, to actually show really good powers of recovery almost dispelled any sort of things that, mm. that people might have thought about him. So, yeah, looking good. Just talk to me about Reese Mould then. What do you make of him and what, what potential problems could he pose tonight? I actually think he's a very, very, very good fighter. Yeah. Often, like, the assumption going into this fight, there's no point in me talking rubbish because it's pointless like the reality is going into this fight most people will pick Lee because of the experience and it's I've not seen Reese do it at that level well mm. just because you've not seen one seen someone do it doesn't mean that they can't do it mm. um, he's a threat he's a live threat and uh, he's certainly going to be dangerous and I think he's going to be dangerous early I would say it's 50 50 early on in the fight uh, both men carry power and both men could get clipped but it's Lee's job for his experience and game plan in place to make sure that, that sees through. Not, not to give too much away, but do you kind of expect them to meet in the centre of the ring? I think with Reese, from what I've seen, that looks like his, his first game plan, his first plan of attack to get to centre ring and let his hands go, which I've been impressed with against Sean Davis. The, the variation and the power that he showed was mm, good. Yeah. With you saying that you were surprised with the power that Lee Wood carries, is that a little bit of an indication that they might come to the centre of the ring? Well, it's, it, you've said it yourself, it's quite obvious, you know, I, I would imagine, it's not guaranteed, but I would imagine that Reese, firstly, because he's not been at this level, mm. will want to start fast, probably to convince himself, yeah. I belong at this level, mm. as well as trying to convince Lee. So the fact that he's going to start fast, yes, there will be an element of Lee saying, OK, you know, I'll if you're going to let your hands go, I'm going to make you pay yeah. for that. Um, how he does that, whether it's an imminent make him pay or makes him pay later on in the fight will determine on how Reese goes about it. Mm. I love, uh, we, like we were talking yesterday, weren't we, at dinner, like, I, honestly, I could talk boxing with you all day long, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it, it, there's, there's talking boxing and current affairs and that, then there's talking the tactics yeah. side of boxing and that's the part of boxing I love so much and I know 100% you share it and you share mm. it as well, you know, that tactical battle, I've just been in there, as we just said before, playing John Pegg at chess twice yeah. and it's a similar sort of thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. picking the moves and I love the way you're always thinking about it. Where do you think that come from? Do you know what, I, um, when I was younger and I loved football, and I was okay, but I wasn't the best, but I, was, I wanted to be the best, I was passionate. And I used, it started off watching football. I'd watch a football match and watch one player for the whole game. 
and the screener began all over. Player I focused, cam. Where is, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. like, before player cam come out, like, yeah. where is that player? When the ball's there, what position is he? How does he deal with this? How does he deal with that? And I had a coach, um, that the way he broke it down, I was just blown away. Like, he explained things that was complicated so simply. And uh, as I got into the coaching, you know, that was, there was elements of that that I took with me. And... Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it just grew from there, really. Was it difficult? I don't know what the word is, I want to use it. Was it difficult, like, well, you've got that uh, unbelievable boxing brain mm. as a coach where you can dissect things and you can see weaknesses and strengths in fighters. When you're working with the likes of Tyson Fury and Billy Joe Saunders, who have, you know, such established careers and have done so well, was it difficult for you to talk to them the way you talk to us now, you know, where you know they've done so well and they've got winning formulas, but for you to go in there, someone, I guess, untested really, as a coach, to then put your mark on them? No, not really, if I'm honest, because um, I'd known Billy Joe for a long time, so there was, there was elements of, like, Billy Joe was the first fighter to approach me and went, I think you've got something here, yeah. and he gave me my first opportunity. And he's extremely coachable, like, yeah. In, in in the gym, there is nothing that, like, he knows that I'll be able to sit down and explain it. So if I ask him to do something, there's a reason behind it. Outside the gym, not so much. But <laughs> Tyson, Tyson was very coachable as well. But Tyson would have, obviously, with his mental health, he'd have good days, bad days. So there was days that I'd go, OK, today's probably not, not the right day to go into detail on yeah. something. Um, but the same with him. The first week that I spent with Tyson, he was a bit like, Okay, because the way Impressed. we explained it, like yesterday we was talking about feints, mm. and, and you said about it being like a, a cheat code on the <laughs> PlayStation, and I said, I call it asking a question. I yeah. saw you look up like, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. you know? And straight away yeah. people just go, that makes sense, and, and you just get it, and it's so easy to explain, and when you explain it and then watch it, like every area is covered, you do it, you watch it, you see it in practice, and if you can, see it in your opponent, being happening to your opponent, mm. There is no question there to go, mm, I still don't think so, because mm. all the answers are covered. It's there, and the proof's there, like. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Well, listen, a pleasure, as we knew it would be, and just all the best to, to yourself and Lee tonight. Thank you um, very all much. The best, ben. Featherweight Thank British you. title on the line, and one man who has won that belt before is, of course, Josh Warrington, and he is our headliner later on tonight. When it all come about the lockdown, you know, the virus is taking over everybody and events are getting cancelled and uh, we're all left scratching our heads, what's going to happen? The next fight is always the most important one. You can't afford to slip off. The last six, seven years, I've headlined shows in Leeds, Ellen Road, Manchester. I've got used to fighting in front of them big numbers. Without them there, it's going to be different. I understand that. And here we go again with this addictive, exciting boxing journey. It's a great story. Listen, it's, it's all about making memories now. Look at this. In boxing terms, it doesn't get any better than this. Warrington razor sharp. He goes on and on. Bigger and better things. I believe I'll beat any other featherweight in this division. The big occasions don't phase me no more. The big names don't phase me. The big punches don't phase me. I've done it all. I feel like my peak years and everything's there in front of me, and I've just got to go out and get it. Well, he's given us, as fight fans, some brilliant nights over the years, hasn't he? He has. He's just, uh, he's all action. Uh, and that's credit to his condition and his love for the sport. And look, to be honest, I, I feel for, for six rounds, 
we're going to be blown away again because I know Lara's going to bring it. He's he, he's very exciting himself, uh, and I can't keep stressing. And you see it all the time with these these young Mexican fighters who have come from the streets have nothing. He's got a real opportunity to to completely change his life. So, though I do believe the second half of the fight, Josh Warrington will his class will come through uh, and his real boxing know-how and experience will, will start to shine. But I think early on, Lara's going to give it absolutely everything. So expect fireworks. We don't want to look too far ahead, but of course, Kanzu is, is the next target they're talking about. Gary Russell Jr. turned down a uh, reported million-dollar uh, offer. Um, Russell Jr. is an interesting one. He was very active at the beginning of his career. And in the last five years, he's fought once a year. Mm. Um, do you feel like he's wasting his prime years? I think so, because he's a tremendous talent. You've seen how quick his hands yeah. are, arguably the quickest hands in boxing. Mm. He, you know, it's frightening. Uh, and such a talent, so to not get momentum and, and keep busy is, is such a shame. And look, no one would be more disappointed than him. Um, but yeah, for me, it, it's about Josh Warrington getting business done tonight, not overlooking Lara whatsoever. Then he can start making some decisions about his next fight. Lewis Ritson talked about how the absence of, of the Newcastle faithful was uh, potentially one of the causes of his slightly flat performance against Vasquez. Um, what's the danger tonight of Josh Warrington underperforming through either complacency or just the lack of atmosphere? He's well, exactly. The, the, both of those reasons. He could get a bit complacent where he's had one eye on bigger things uh, and overlooked Lara. And then also there's the, the crowd not being there to drive him through. I personally, with the experience he's got, having 30, uh, 30 fights behind him, I feel we'll see a more disciplined J Josh Warrington. I think sometimes that 12th man, the crowd can get the better of you and you really start doing things that you wouldn't usually because you want to impress them. So I think we'll see more discipline from Josh Warrington. He'll get the job done in good fashion. There'll be some hairy moments, I think, because of the, the force that Lara's going to bring to the fight. But ultimately, I think a good Josh Warrington win sets up uh, a good remainder of the year for him. Yeah, sets up a good run uh, for us too. Of course, continues next weekend with uh, Josh Kelly and David Avenician. Cannot wait for that one as well, the return of Jordan Gill too. Um, but tonight, don't miss all the action live on Sky Sports in the UK and Ireland and on DAZN around the world. Josh Warrington back in action for the first time in 15 months against Mexican Mauricio Lara. Enjoy the action at Wembley and we will see you same time next week. Come on, guys.